0: Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This week I want to talk about consumer spending and wages and the latest and the greatest there, corporate profits that have been reported so far, and mostly Europe and Japan. In the numbers, there's not a lot of excitement in here. The ISM, the Institute of Supply Side Management, you know, there's a manufacturing and non manufacturing. The non-manufacturing is the service side of the economy, 70% of the economy. Way up again, 59.2. And regular manufacturing has dropped a little tiny bit, but nothing significant. U.S. manufacturing is still doing well. The issues are probably centered around what's going on in inflation. Headline inflation dropped a little bit, 1.6. Core inflation is still above two. I don't expect that to hold very long. And the core, PCE, the Fed's favorite measure of inflation, personal consumption expenditures, dropped below 2 to 1.9, and I think that's about right. Inflation is not going to stay in the twos very much longer. Federal Reserve knows this. That's one of the reasons they're probably not going to be raising rates in the foreseeable future. Everything else is right down what you'd expect, despite what's going on in the the language of the Brexit negotiations. Euro still 112. It's okay. Growth in wages is running about 3.5%. It's a good number. Unemployment's about 3.8. Some of that is due to some weak collections during our government shutdown. Fundamentally, it's very good. It's very productive. They're employing more and more people, and the manufacturing sector is getting slowly filled with all the jobs that they're looking for. We don't have a lot of wage push yet, and with inflation dropping, those wages will probably stabilize very soon. Consumer spending has been fine. It slowed a little bit in December when the market corrected down. We had like a 19% drop in the market December 2018. And the net worth calculations and spending dropped accordingly. There's always that factor that has to do with the stock market that impacts all this stuff. And as you look at what the S&P 500 has done, it is now back over its 200-day moving average, as well as it's recovered about half of what it lost in December. So spending is back, net worth is back, 401k accounts are back up, all of that stuff when the market does a recovery of this nature. The S&P 500 is doing exactly what it should be doing. Corporate profits, 2.3 trillion. They're right where they should be. They're continuing to grow at a good pace. And more importantly than that, capacity utilization is up about 78%. That is a very good number. If it ever reached 80%, that would be an extraordinarily good number. And US manufacturing would be more than humming, probably desperate for new jobs. Right now, it's stabilizing. Most of the issues I want to talk about today have to do with Europe and Japan, predominantly Europe. Europe is probably in a recession now, though it's not technically been announced or any calculations have been made to do it, but they're not doing very well. This is the ODEC gauge, and this is something that uh, this organization does on all the developed nations, including the U.S., and you notice that they're all headed down Growth in Europe has been lowered again to somewhere around 1%, maybe a little bit lower. But if you look at all of these, everybody in here, Europe, UK, China, ODEC as a nation, all Eastern Europe, all the developing nations, and the U.S. is in here. That's the red. The U.S. is the only one that's on its way down by design. The Federal Reserve has been raising rates the last couple of years to slow the growth in GDP. They want to keep GDP Below or at inflation, which is running about two percent. We were up three and a half there for a while. And the latest assessment of GDP, quarter four, 2.6. This time next year, that number should be one and a half, maybe a little less. And that's just fine. That's not recession-bound. That's where it should be when inflation is less than two. You can't have GDP growing above inflation for very long without having a huge bubble developing. The issue with Europe is their debt. All the various nations represented here, Greece, Italy, Belgium, all of those, and the Eurozone in general. This charts the difference between 2007 and 2017. And the 17 numbers are almost all higher, and they're higher by the end of 2018 as well. This is just the most current numbers we can get. Debt is building rapidly when debt was cheap in Europe. For everybody but Germany who really doesn't issue a lot of debt, they don't have the needs to cover a budget deficit. They've always had a balanced budget. They don't have much of a social safety net to deal with like the U.S. does. When they have surplus workers, they send them home. That's one of the beauties of the Eurozone for them. Everybody else here has issued a lot of debt, and it's becoming harder and harder to pay it back. And this is the kind of debt that is a big problem for Europe, as well as Japan. It is a result of negative interest rate policy, the NIRP. The European Central Bank has had a lot of their debt issued in negative interest rates, yes, negative yield. And Bank of Japan has been doing a long time. They're doing it today. They literally have to sell their securities at a negative yield because people have to buy them. So there's almost $9 trillion in negative interest rate securities out in the world today. Most of it is Japan, almost all the rest of it is Europe. These securities are going to be a problem at some point. What you have to remember with bonds is if interest rates go up, and that'll be hard in Europe, but if they go up the price of a bond goes down. So if they do, for whatever reason, go up, the price of these securities is gonna go down, way down, and there'll be a huge hit in the bond market there. It's too bad, but that's really all they have. As they're in recession right now, the European Central Bank doesn't have the option of lowering rates or putting more money in the banks. The banks are fundamentally in terrible shape The two biggest banks in Germany are in the process of discussing merger to keep Deutsche Bank afloat. It isn't a great situation. And the banks in Italy, Spain, Greece, all of them are in bad shape. It is an unresolved issue that the United States took care of in 2009. We've talked about this before. Well... If they are in recession, it's probably going to be a little deep and a little longer because the European Central Bank really doesn't have any tools to deal with it. This is Germany. This is domestic orders. This is foreign orders. They are all down. They are headed down. The domestic demand has slowed. And the fact that their two biggest trading partners are China and the United States and they're slowed on both sides of the coin is not going to change overnight. If there is some sort of trade deal done with China and the United States, I can assure you it'll be very superficial and not address any of the real issues that the U.S. has with China at all. And the biggest one is stealing intellectual property, design, manufacturing processes, everything else. That's probably not gonna be resolved. It's certainly not gonna be part of a political treaty. That is gonna continue to go on for the foreseeable future. And speaking of China, uh, If you want to look how the economy is doing in China, look at where capital is coming from. Late in 2013, as this chart shows, there was a lot of capital, billions of yuan fleeing China. And that started with the Chinese themselves buying property in Vancouver, Toronto, anywhere they could, Singapore, even Japan, to get their money out of China. Well, the government put a screeching halt to that And now it's simply a matter of there's no new capital going to China anymore. There's not new franchises being started. There's not new manufacturing facilities being built. There's not a lot of new contracts being done with China. It's simply the nature of the beast. So, sum up. U.S. is in great shape, continues to be in great shape. There is no recession on the horizon. I don't believe that's going to change regardless what goes on in the political campaign that is currently underway. Europe is not doing well. None of your portfolios have much money in Europe. And what money is there is very specialized companies. So it's just not going to be a great place to invest for the foreseeable future. Well, that's the way it is right now. Thanks for joining me. Again, if you have any questions, just shoot an email here, and I'll do everything I can to answer it. Thanks.